0: is a hidden traitor game.
1: Short version, cooperative on the surface, but one or more people are secretly working against everyone else. I'm Jonathan Moriarty,
0: and I'm Emily Finerty,
1: and we are talking about hidden traitor games this week on the Snakes Cast.
0: board games that you're familiar with are probably played one-on-one or one-on-one-on-one or one-on-one-on-one-on-one. Yeah, they're everybody
1: up for themselves.
0: Pretty much. Like, everyone has that thing that they're trying to do, you know, you're trying to get Park Place or whatever. But Hidden trader games change all that, and it always ends up being one person against the rest of the world, but nobody knows who that person is.
1: Now, this might sound incredibly stressful and difficult to play.
0: Incredibly stressful.
1: Except, actually, it's something that a lot of you have already heard of and maybe already done if you went to summer camp or something. If you ever played Mafia or Werewolf.
0: Yeah, if you've ever had to sit around in a circle, sometimes with your eyes closed, sometimes with your eyes open, Mm -hmm. hearing a camp counselor telling you how somebody (laughs) suffered an incredibly gruesome death over the course of the night, (laughs) that's Werewolf, and that's a hidden traitor game. Remember the stress you felt if you were a villager and you were opening your eyes in the morning saying... Is this it? Am I dead today? Or the stress has... you
1: felt as you're, if you're a werewolf and trying to convince the other players in the conversation that, no, you're just an innocent villager along with everybody else and it makes complete sense that you would defend, would have defended this other player who's totally your teammate and totally also a werewolf.
0: Nobody has a good poker face at nine years old.
1: Pretty much no. And uh, honestly, for a lot of folks, it doesn't get that much better when they grow up. <laughs> but the, the fun of it, though, that bizarre stress of, uh, of these kinds of games still can have a strong appeal. Now, okay, obviously this sounds incredibly stressful. Why do people like these kinds of games?
0: Because they're awesome. (laughs) Short answer.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I think another fairly short answer is it's always fun to know something that nobody else knows. Having that... You you tell people we're going to play a hidden traitor game, and pretty much you get a chorus of people right off the bat saying, ooh, I want to be the traitor.
0: Yes, everybody loves secrets.
1: Everybody loves having secrets from the other players. And... To an extent, it's also fun figuring out secrets because that's something else. If you're just one of the innocent villagers, or uh, you know, one of one of the larger group in a hidden traitor game, that mystery of trying to solve who is the traitor in your midst.
0: There is nothing quite so great as the moment where you lock eyes with somebody from across the room <laughs> and you point at them and you figured it out, and their eyes kind of like glaze over and they start shaking a little, and they know. They've been found out. They've been found out. And you've done it. Run every scenario through your brain multiple times. You've caught them in a lie. You've caught them in a mistake. You've done it.
1: And now all you have to do is convince everybody else.
0: Yes, that's always the most difficult part. And
1: they never believe you.
0: No, never. I always stand by that board games are a safe space to be a jerk to your friends. (laughs) I mean, truly. I mean, it it brings out, you know, hidden qualities in people that you never quite (laughs) expected you would have. Um, And hidden trader games are the best for this. If you think that it's fun to mess up your friend's plan in, like... In, like, a worker placement game or an area control game, if you think that's fun, if you think it's fun to, like, knock over someone's meeple dramatically or, like, put down a card that completely puts a wrench in their plan, there is nothing quite so fun that than the last moments of a hidden traitor game when the traders have won and you reveal your identity and your friend, like, their head spins around and looks at you, and they lock eyes, and they tear up a little. You lied how, to me! How could you?
1: And It's so good. One other thing that can happen in these kinds of games, too, is that it's not always just one traitor. There could be a team of traitors mm-hmm. inside a larger group. This, this often happens in Werewolf or Mafia, and in other games like The Resistance. There's sometimes a team of you, and one of the most delightful gambits as a traitor that you can take is to accuse one of your teammates of being a traitor. Mm. So the two of you spend the entire game absolutely at each other's throats, ripping apart every argument that the other one makes. And then we get to the end of the game, and you reveal the fact that you were both traitors.
0: Because the thing is, sometimes all you need is one to win, mm-hmm. and you can throw somebody else under the bus in the name of victory, <laughs> and they'll understand. And that they'll gets understand. you in with the rest of the exactly. group. Exactly. Or you know what? You can throw yourself under the bus. Mm-hmm. That works, too. I found out that, you know, the more you talk, the more people think you're hiding something. Yep. So... What I always do when you know someone has even started to suspect one of my teammates, I just like start talking. Start talking to them. <laughs> just like start talking to them like nonstop. like, "Are you sure? Are you sure this is a good idea?" I mean, he did this. Yeah, I know he did this. But he did this, and then all suspicions immediately come to me instead, and my teammates are fine. This works better with games where there's like a more crucial figure and the traders. Something like good cop, bad cop. Right, there's somebody were, who's like the leader yeah, of the bad guys. where there guys. are, there are, there are traitors, but not all traders are created equal. Right. Uh, it's good for it's good minion ploy.
1: Something that t- tends to come up, I think, with this sort of game is that it's very much a case of the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, in these hidden trader games, if you only have say four people, it's not gonna work. Not really.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's a it's it's both a. a good thing and a bad thing because, you know, if you really want to scratch that big jerk to your friend's itch and there's only three of you, chances are you're not going to be able to find something. However, there are a few games that play up to like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 people. But a good bet for any large group of people is some kind of hidden trader game.
1: Exactly. They're going to have plenty of other people to cast suspicion on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also the non traders are going to have more information to go on. They're going to have more people talking. There's more interaction, more happening, more to base your guesses on. And also, since these games are basically about talking, the most important playing piece in a hidden trader game is your mouth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what makes it a great beginner game, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of, like, kind of, like, you know, introductory level ones, like Resistance, or Saboteur, or Secret Hitler, they have very few components, and it's all about the metagame, which is, like, you know, the 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 stuff that's going on at the game table that's not the game itself, right? Mm-hmm. Who's sweating, who's stuttering, or who got caught in a lie last turn, or and who do you think looks who's... suspicious, or who are you going <laughs> to scream at and accuse of being a liar, or whose cards do you think you heard rustling when you had your eyes closed <laughs> last turn?
1: And let's not forget who's the the traitor last time. Exactly. And the time before that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, gamblers fallacy, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, there's zero reason for me to be a trade more likely to be the traitor because I was or was not the traitor last time. And
1: yet there was that one time that everybody's gonna remember.
0: Yeah. And then you know, in the heat of the moment, like all bets are off. Like all logic <laughs> is gone. And these
1: games don't have to be simple either. Some of them can actually be quite complex. Yeah, complex
0: the, and long.
1: And uh, the the there are advantages and disadvantages to this. You go with the simpler one everybody can start playing it right away.
0: Yeah, and you can play it over and over and over again. You can play games of, you know, One Night Ultimate Werewolf or Resistance in 10, 15 minutes if you... Mm -hmm played it before and just do it over and over and over again and then everyone's had a chance to be the good guy and the bad guy
1: and by contrast you've got the longer ones that are more intricate give you more to go on give you more t- clever ways to be treacherous and more clever ways to sniff out traitors and also get you more emotionally invested in what's yeah, happened
0: much more stress so much more stress <laughs> no four and a half hours of Battlestar Galactica ever a yeah. lot later yeah, and it's just
1: it's, it's, it's high ugh. investment high reward type stuff it's the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat
0: and it ruins friendships. Oh, People yeah. talk about, you know, risk and monopoly ruining friendships. No, they it's, know nothing. It, it's, they it's know true. nothing.
1: It's true, because in Risk and Monopoly you expected them to be jerks. In a Hidden Trader game, you trusted them. You believed them.
0: And they stabbed you in the back.
1: <sighs> well that's a good introduction, I think, to the genre of game, but we have plenty more details to give you
0: this genre is nearly endless.
1: So join us again on Wednesday when we're going to talk about specific games in this genre, how they work, and what their appeal is.
0: See you Wednesday!